Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Just as a little background, I was about 12. My parents were on some trip at the time with my sister, and my youngest sibling was spending the night with my aunt. I was asleep when I woke up at about 3 a.m. to the sound of a loud bang in the kitchen. We had two cats, so I thought it was the chunkier of the two jumping down from the counter. That was until I rolled over, seeing both the cats cuddled up on my bed. I, being the kind of person who would die first in a horror movie, got out of bed. As I got to the door, one of the lights in the hallway turned on. I brushed it off, thinking my youngest sibling had come home in the middle of the night from my aunt's, which wasn't uncommon when they stayed over there. When I got to the hall, though, the bathroom door was wide open. I peeked into my sibling's room and didn't see them. I thought that maybe I was just seeing things that maybe the light had been on the whole time. So deciding to investigate the noise, I crept downstairs, doing the careful step over that one creaky stair I'm pretty sure everyone had. When I got downstairs, all the lights were on, 
which was strange because I know I had turned them off. Mom had been snapping at us kids about it recently. I slowly walked through the living room, then the dining room, then the kitchen, until I was back in the hallway, making sure no one was there and turning off the lights. When I glanced down the hall, I noticed the basement door was closed, which was strange because the litter box was down there so it stayed open. I opened the door to see all the basement lights were on. This made me really uneasy because I know for a fact I didn't turn those on. I never went into the basement when I was home alone. I hated it down there for a number of reasons that's a story for another time. So I did what any logical idiot would do and grabbed a chef's knife from the kitchen before going downstairs to investigate. I walked around the basement and no one was there, so again I turned the lights off and left, heading back upstairs. Just as I started to walk down the first floor hall to go back to bed, I heard what sounded like a little girl's voice say my name. I froze, and honestly probably peed a little. It was loud and clear, yet still somehow sounded far away. I noped the hell out of there, ran up to my room, put the knife on my nightstand, and hid under the covers. I stayed awake listening, and eventually scrambled to find my phone and text my parents asking when they'd be back. They didn't answer, probably because it was the butt crack of dawn, and stayed hiding under the covers, clinging to my phone and trying my hardest to stay awake. Eventually, I fell asleep and was woken up after a while by my mom, asking if I was okay and that my text had scared her and my dad. I said I was just tired, and she left. I've tried really hard to reason this with myself, but I can't. I honestly don't really think about it if I can avoid it, but it's one of those things that replays in my head when I can't sleep. It happened when I was 13. My mom and I lived in a small town in Idaho for a few years to be close to family who lived there. On this night, my mom was out for drinks with her girlfriends, and my six-year-old sister and I were home alone, decorating the Christmas tree. We lived in a pretty run-down neighborhood, and our walls were relatively thin, so I was used to hearing noise from the neighbor's house or backyard as they had frequent visitors. However, this instance, I began to hear someone a man talking loudly outside my house, like in the front yard right outside our window. I think he was on the phone because I only heard one voice. I stopped what I was doing to listen because I was already paranoid before this, but I ultimately didn't think much of it, or maybe I thought it was just the neighbors being louder than usual. It wasn't. As soon as I continued doing my thing, putting up Christmas ornaments, I heard scratching on the front door. This dude was scratching and tapping on the door. I swear it sent chills down my spine, and I immediately felt something was off. Right away, as the tapping and scratching continued, I told my sister to go hide behind the couch, and I turned off the lights in our living room, not sure why I turned them off. I guess I felt safer that way. I also grabbed a steak knife from the kitchen and made sure the back door was locked. At this point, the dude started aggressively jiggling the doorknob and even went around through the backyard to try that door. He came back to the front and started banging loudly. I didn't know what to do, and it sounded like he was so angry, just aggressively jiggling the doorknob and banging his fists on the door. I had my phone in my hand, and it had probably 5% battery. I was crouched by the door with my little kitchen knife and my dying phone, just hoping he would go away. He didn't. He started shining a flashlight through the windows. 
We didn't have blinds on all our windows at the time, and I believe some of our drapes were decently transparent, so when he started this, I really got scared. I still kept hoping he would go away, but it was the same pattern jiggling, banging, looking through windows. I finally decided to use the last of my battery to call 911 when he yelled at me from outside the door. I remember this part vividly. He shouted, Okay, I'll give you to the count of ten, and literally counted to ten before slamming his whole body against the door. Repeatedly our front door also had a large window on it, so this was terrifying as I'm surprised he didn't break the glass. I called the cops, and they showed up in probably five minutes. He never got into the house, but I heard them put him in cuffs before a police officer came inside to talk to me and my sis. To this day, that's the scariest thing I've ever been through, and I'm 20 now. I'm still afraid to be home alone at night, and I routinely have to check that my doors and windows are locked 24-7. What ended up happening? The officer that talked to me told me the guy was the drunkest dude he'd ever seen, and was apparently looking for a party and had the wrong house. I never believed it because I heard his voice, and he didn't sound drunk at all. But because of that, my mom decided not to press charges, and they just kept him in custody overnight. Weird stuff still happened to me in that neighborhood, and I would always get random, persistent knocks at the door when I was home alone, but nothing to the extent of that night. We moved out years ago, thankfully. I live in a two-bedroom apartment with my roommate. It's a pretty run-down building, with only 12 units and three floors including the basement. The security is pretty much non-existent. Both the front and back doors to the building don't lock properly, and to be honest, anyone could probably break down the unit doors with just their body mass. That being said, the walls in this apartment are paper thin. You can hear anything and everything, which makes talking about anything personal a little off-putting. I'm someone who locks the door behind me immediately when I enter my apartment or my car. I am weary of people due to some trauma in my past. After living here for a few months, I felt pretty secure despite the lack of locks and such. My neighbors are all kind and normal from what I can tell. People generally keep to themselves and my floor is quieter than the others. I almost never see anyone in the hallways. One day, I was home alone and in the bathroom. The knob handle on the door of the bathroom does not have a lock, on either the outside or the inside. When I went to open the door to get out of the bathroom, the knob wouldn't turn. I immediately started panicking and thinking of the worst possible reasons for why the door wasn't turning. It was as if the whole knob was frozen, it wouldn't even jiggle the way that a normal locked door would. I regrettably didn't have my phone with me, so couldn't even call my roommate to come help. I stopped trying to open the door, and after about two to three minutes of pacing in my very small bathroom, I tried again, and the door opened normally. Some time had passed, and nothing else strange happened until a few months later. I was home alone again and used the bathroom. This time, I was showering and expecting my partner to come over at some point. When I was out of the shower drying off, I heard footsteps passing by outside the door, and a bedroom door opened either mine or my roommate's. They are next to each other right outside the bathroom. I figured it was my partner, so I continued to take my time. When I reached for the handle, it was frozen again, and I was locked inside the bathroom. I started pounding on the door, hoping whoever was there, my partner or my roommate, would hear and come help. 
When the door locks, it's almost as if there's pressure being put on the other side of the handle. At this point, I'm nervous that whoever I heard is not someone I know. I pounded so hard on the door it dented it to give you an idea of how fragile they are. After some aggressive pounding the door finally opened. Of course there was no one I could see in the apartment. My partner wasn't there nor was my roommate. I immediately called my roommate to ask if they had come into the apartment to grab something, hoping that I was just ultra paranoid. They told me they hadn't and I explained the situation. They gave me permission to search their room. I did so very nervously. I checked every closet and under the beds and the couch to make sure there was no one hiding. I don't really know what I would have done if I found someone, but I knew I had to check or I wouldn't feel safe. A few more months have passed and nothing has happened to either my roommate or myself. She has never experienced the door locking and I have only experienced it happening while no one was home. This past weekend my family came and picked me up for a wedding. When they dropped me off in the evening, they came inside to use the bathroom and check out my apartment they don't live nearby. My dad was examining things the way dads do, and he was looking at the bathroom door quizzically. I decided to tell them the weird story of being locked in there a few times, nonchalantly. I wasn't as shaken up about it anymore, and since so much time had passed I just assumed that it must just be the latch on the door. My dad, who is pretty paranoid himself, didn't like those stories and examined the latch and knob himself. He said they looked fine to him and must have just stuck from heat or something. Get this, that very same night I was locked in the bathroom again. It felt like an eerie coincidence to me, given that I had just spoken out loud about the occurrence and am always worried about what people might hear outside the apartment. I told my roommate about the occurrence last night. We talked about what could possibly have caused it, theorizing what or who it could be. I even noted that I felt uneasy talking about it out loud and she agreed. That night, I woke up to really loud pacing in the hallway outside our unit door at around midnight. I went out to make sure our doors were locked, they were. The pacing continued for over an hour. Unfortunately, my unit does not have a peephole, so I can't safely look at what's going on. Could be entirely unrelated. But it's certainly abnormal behavior for the folks in this building to be lurking the halls late at night. What do you think? Should I be more concerned or am I being ultra paranoid? It was one cold November night in eastern Canada. No snow had fallen yet, just some freezing rain outside. It was a Saturday night to relax and I found myself sitting alone in bed at home. Suddenly, after falling asleep, I woke up from a deep slumber, wide awake. What was that? I thought to myself. What just woke me up? I lay there silently for a couple of seconds, listening for a clue or a reason why I had just woken up out of the blue. After around five to ten seconds, I began to hear crashing, banging, and heavy footsteps. I was literally paralyzed with fear as my body gasped for air. I lay there for 30 minutes, listening to the loudest burglar of all time who ran alongside my house. Finally, the noise stopped and I heard some heavy breathing. At this point, I would have been under my bed if I remembered rightly. If my head weren't too big to fit under, then my whole body would have been under the bed. Unfortunately, my head wouldn't get under, so I had to stick it out from one corner. I did what my parents always told me to do in this situation and decided to dial 911. With a panicked voice I told the responder, 
I think there's someone in my house, and directed the police to my location. As soon as I heard them knock, I ran straight downstairs to open the door for them. We all stood at my doorway, and they shone the light down the hall. To our surprise, we saw a large man, face down in his underpants, snoring. I didn't know this man. We checked the kitchen, finding the cupboards all open, with everything thrown on the floor. The police approached the man, but he wouldn't wake up. The paramedics came and took him away. It turned out he was a drunk guy looking for food, and my back door was left open due to my negligence. He had entered the wrong house, got disoriented, and passed out on my floor. Terrified, I recounted the incident to the police, and they came back the next day to ensure I locked my door. It turned out the guy was a neighbor who lived five houses down and had mistakenly thought that my house was his after returning from a night out. I was not allowed to own toys that made noise growing up. So no toy pianos, no toy drums, no electronic toys that talked. I always wrote that off as my parents not liking loud toys. I was giving my mother crap about it one day because my kids has all the annoying loud toys. Turns out when I was five right after we got stationed in Germany, we moved into an old German apartment building. For about a week when my mom would get home from dropping me off at school, my little completely mechanical xylophone would just start randomly playing in my empty room. I guess she talked to a couple of the other moms in the building who all just said, yeah, that's a thing that happens. Stuffed animals also end up on the floor. She be was invited to a seance to talk to the spirits that lived in the building. She noped on that. All my loud toys got donated, and all my stuffed animals got put in box in a closet in the guest room. A couple years ago, I was up late watching a movie one night. I'm talking like 1am here. It was like June or July, maybe. There's a knock on my door. Scared the hell out of me. I flick on my porch light and look out the window. There's some dude just standing there. Just some regular looking guy in a gray hoodie. I live in a small town with an almost non-existent crime rate, so I don't think too much about it. But I'm still cautious because this still weird. I live literally right next door to our local sheriff's department. At first I'm thinking it might just be somebody needing help, in which case I could direct him to the station super easily. I decide to crack open the door to see what's going on. The television and light in my living room are both on. The guy can clearly see that someone is home and awake. Probably why he knocked on my door. The guy tells me he's going door to door, asking for donations to replace Christmas gifts that were lost in a house fire earlier that day. Reminder, this was in the middle of summer, in the middle of the night. Not even close to Christmas. The guy didn't look or sound high or drunk or anything, and his clothes were pretty clean from what I could see, so I don't think he was homeless either. The way he was acting and talking, he seemed perfectly lucid and with it. It was just what he said to me that was super weird. I tell the guy I can't help him. He thanks me anyway and walks away. I immediately called the police. Told the person I spoke to exactly what had happened, just in case this guy was up to something sketchy. This is where it gets a little creepy well creepier. Before I can tell him my address, the dispatcher asks me if I live in a certain area that's actually about a 15 minute drive away from where I am. I tell him no, I'm just right next door to them. I asked him why he asked. 
He says that not five minutes before I called, he received another call from someone in the aforementioned area reporting the exact same thing I had just called in about. The description of the guy sounded almost identical to the guy who came to my door. The dispatcher said there were no fires reported that day. I never saw the guy again and never heard any more about it. This only happened once in my house, maybe not super scary compared to a few of these stories, but unsettling. I live alone with my cat. Every night when he leaves my room, I shut my door, make sure it latches cause he will push against it making noise, and so I always stuff a shirt under the door so my cat doesn't bounce it in the morning. I got to sleep around midnight one night, and I wake up around 3 a.m. needing to turn over I notice that not only is my bedroom door now open, but also the shirt wedging it closed from the bottom was tossed aside. If it had been my cat just figuring out how to open the door, that wedged shirt would have definitely prevented the door from opening, especially from a cat hand. He's literally never tried before. I have no explanation for this, and I get the super goosebumps thinking about it. I was living alone just after breaking up with my girlfriend at the time. It was a bit of a messy breakup, and she took her name off of the power bill. When I got home that day after work I discovered the power had been switched off. Sick. So anyway a few weeks prior my mom had brought over an ice cream container full of some sort of meat based soup that I had left in the freezer for a while. When the power was cut off. I just decided to live off delivery pizza and sit in candlelight for a week or so. I never opened my fridge or freezer for that whole week. Come to getting the power back on a week or so later and I think, OS, freezer food. I open up the freezer and it stinks bad so I shut the freezer door and decide to deal with it maybe another time. Month. It comes time to face the music and get rid of this disgusting container of death. I grab a towel and wrap it around the container. I didn't know what to do with it, so I just placed it down in a corner of my laundry and decided I will just ignore it forever. A month later and my ex-girlfriend wants to hang out as we missed each other's company, and we do just that. We are pretty high and she comments on the mess of the place and I'm like, yee, I know it's gross, but eh. Anyway, I tell her about the container and she says she will remove it for me. We go into the laundry and I am standing behind her as she is kneeling down slowly unwrapping this crunchy dried towel, waiting for the smell to unleash. Nothing. There was nothing in the towel, no container, no soup, it was just a balled up towel. If you are anything like me, and at least over the age of 25, then you probably remember the absolute thrill of entering your local video rental store on a Friday evening after school. The videotapes and video games that you would bring home for the weekend could make or break the most important two days of the week. You were basically stuck with whatever you went home with, so it had better be good. One time when I was nine, I accidentally brought home a nightmare, and it still haunts me to this day. Usually we would watch some of the movies on Friday night, unless of course I had rented a video game that I was obsessed with. This is what happened that night. I finally rented the Punisher for Ness and was running around the room doing my best Dolph Lundgren impression and pretending to shoot my parents and the dogs. 
I accused my mom of smuggling cocaine in the pizza rolls she made for me and shot her with a squirt gun. I was basically having a ball, and before you knew it my parents were going to bed and came in and said, Don't stay up too late, Punisher. Little did they know that the Punisher had already planned to stay up eating Tato skins while watching Home Alone. At least, that was the plan. I opened the plastic case on the Home Alone tape and immediately noticed that the label was peeling off. Also, there seemed to be some writing underneath. I gave the label a little tug and the whole thing came off. Underneath, written in what looked like whiteout, were the words, Home Alone. I remember thinking that maybe this is something that was done to all tapes so the people in the VHS factory knew which label to put on each tape so they didn't have to watch part of the tape first. Hey, I was eight years old. I popped the tape in and then popped my bag of Tato skins, which is how I used to open chips. They burst open upside down, which I had decided was good luck, but my luck was about to run out. The tape had started playing. On the TV screen, glowing in the darkness of my family room, was not the classic Christmas movie or any real Hollywood movie for that matter, but someone's grainy home movie shot on a camcorder or something. A door opened and the camera moved through a long hallway in the dark toward a weak flickering light at the end. That light turned out to be coming from a television set in a darkened room. It took a few seconds for the camera to focus in the dark, but then it became clear that there was a person sitting on a couch who looked like a teenage girl. The person holding the camera just stood there, silently filming the girl while she watched music videos on the TV. It was so weird. The camera was about 10 feet away from her, and I remember thinking that the person holding it must have been very tall. Without saying a word, the camera slowly moved back and up a staircase, went through a kitchen, into a bedroom, and then into a closet. The camera turned off, and then came on again. It was clear that some time had passed. The camera was still in the closet, with the door slightly ajar. A reading light was on next to an empty bed. A girl's voice was calling for her mom and dad. The girl from the couch peeked into the bedroom, glanced at the bed and said, Where is everyone? Before closing the door, the cameraman stood up and walked out of the room very slowly. The girl's voice was distant, but she was clearly still looking for her parents. The camera moved until it got to the edge of the kitchen, which was now lit up. The girl's back could be seen, and she was talking on a phone on the wall. I can't remember what she said exactly, but she sounded worried. Then she hung up and got some water from the sink. She drank it with her back turned to the camera, and for a second I thought she was going to spin around and look right at the camera, but she didn't. She said something like, where would they even go this late? And then opened a side door and went outside. The cameraman immediately turned and ran for the front door, ran all the way across the street, and then got into a car that was parked there. The last thing he said before the video stopped is something that haunts me to this day. I made your family disappear. This scared me so bad that I woke up my parents to tell them someone had recorded over the Home Alone tape with a weird movie. They were alarmed at first, but once they were reassured that it wasn't pornography, they told me we would get a refund and went back to sleep. I didn't have the ability to explain how disturbing it was then and my words failed me at the video store as well. The guy working at Video Watch was like, This happens all the time, it's usually an accident. Good thing we have like a hundred copies of this movie.
That was when I saw him just toss the tape into a garbage can, like he couldn't even be bothered to investigate. I know what I witnessed that night was some sort of crime, but I didn't really know how potentially serious it was until much later. I hope that girl in the video is alright. I hope it was just a scary movie someone made to scare people trying to rent a wholesome family movie. That's what I tell myself, but deep down I know it wasn't a movie, it was real. There have been a number of strange stories regarding the movie Home Alone. It sounds crazy, but it is true. I've shared my story online, but I think some of the images in the video are cursed. Only other person home was asleep across the house when this happened so I know it wasn't anyone pranking me, but I was sleeping in the living room on the couch, had the TV on for background. I had just fallen asleep when the couch I was sleeping on began shaking back and forth. At first it was subtle, but it got worse for about 6 or 7 seconds and then just stopped. I heard the couch clattering on the hardwood floor and the feeling was unmistakable. Nothing like that has ever happened to me before or since. Piano started playing unexpectedly in the middle of the night. Just a regular piano, not a player. It's maybe 60 feet away and I'm completely terrified. Grabbed the safety bat and shouted and the piano kept playing. Not a song, just kind of clinking. As I inch down the hallway I'm thinking house is haunted I've got to spend the night in a hotel and sell the house immediately. I should add I had my girlfriend over for the night. Scared as hell making my way with every hair on my body standing straight up. Lights are not on the piano steady clinking. Throw on the lights and there is a big ass possum standing on the keyboard. I can't say I was relieved at that point but the supernatural had evaporated. It came in through the dog door probably after some dog food, had a big fishing net in the basement. Got him in the net while he did his very best to get out but got him outside. The end. Just as a little background, I was about 12. My parents were on some trip at the time with my sister and my youngest sibling was spending the night with my aunt. I was asleep when I woke up at about 3 a.m. to the sound of a loud bang in the kitchen. We had two cats, so I thought it was the chunkier of the two jumping down from the counter. That was until I rolled over, seeing both the cats cuddled up on my bed. I, being the kind of person who would die first in a horror movie, got out of bed. As I got to the door, one of the lights in the hallway turned on. I brushed it off, thinking my youngest sibling had come home in the middle of the night from my aunt's which wasn't uncommon when they stayed over there. When I got to the hall though, the bathroom door was wide open. I peeked into my sibling's room and didn't see them. I thought that maybe I was just seeing things that maybe the light had been on the whole time. So deciding to investigate the noise, I crept downstairs, doing the careful step over that one creaky stair I'm pretty sure everyone had. When I got downstairs, all the lights were on, which was strange because I know I had turned them off mom had been snapping at us kids about it recently. I slowly walked through the living room, then the dining room, then the kitchen until I was back in the hallway, making sure no one was there and turning off the lights. When I glanced down the hall, I noticed the basement door was closed, which was strange because the litter box was down there so it stayed open. I opened the door to see all the basement lights were on, 
this made me really uneasy because I know for a fact I didn't turn those on. I never went into the basement when I was home alone. I hated it down there for a number of reasons that's a story for another time. So I did what any logical idiot would do and grabbed a chef's knife from the kitchen before going downstairs to investigate. I walked around the basement and no one was there, so again I turned the lights off and left, heading back upstairs. Just as I started to walk down the first floor hall to go back to bed, I heard what sounded like a little girl's voice say my name. I froze and honestly probably peed a little. It was loud and clear, yet still somehow sounded far away. I noped the hell out of there, ran up to my room, put the knife on my nightstand, and hid under the covers. I stayed awake listening, and eventually scrambled to find my phone and text my parents asking when they'd be back. They didn't answer, probably because it was the butt crack of dawn, and stayed hiding under the covers, clinging to my phone and trying my hardest to stay awake. Eventually, I fell asleep and was woken up after a while by my mom, asking if I was okay and that my text had scared her and my dad. I said I was just tired and she left. I've tried really hard to reason this with myself, but I can't. I honestly don't really think about it if I can avoid it, but it's one of those things that replays in my head when I can't sleep.